Ludus Novus, Episode 2, August 5th, 2006. Telling it like it is. This is a secret, no one to tell. I keep all my feathers inside of a shell. Welcome to Ludus Novus. I'm your host, Gregory Weir, and today we're going to be talking about the unreliable narrator in interactive entertainment. Now, I'd like to give two quick disclaimers before I start. The first one is that I will be discussing a few games during this show, and because of the nature of the topic, there's going to be a little bit of spoiling of the plot. The way I look at it, that's worth it for the discussion, and... Uh, you might even have a richer experience from knowing from the beginning that the narrator is unreliable, but uh, those who don't like that sort of thing might want to skip this one. Second, although I am a literary enthusiast, I don't have any formal training. I'm a computer science major, so there's the distinct possibility that I'll get confused on one of these highfalutin literary uh, ideas. But uh, bear with me, I think I've got most of the facts straight. Now, the way I understand it, an unreliable narrator is just about what it sounds. It's the narrator, the, the viewpoint of the story, is presented in a way such that it's unreliable. This can be done because the narrator is crazy, hallucinating, is, has their mind fogged by, by years or by um, bias, and it's also possible that the narrator is intentionally misleading the, either misleading the, 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 in-world audience or the the reader themselves. So this presents a kind of uh, distinct problem in interactive narrative, which is that in most games the narrator is your character, and because you're in the role of your character, it's kind of tough for your character to be misleading you. And this is handled in, in a number of different ways in the, the few examples of, of games that have unreliable narrators. One of these is the Silent Hill series. Many of the games in the Silent Hill series have a, a narrator, a main character, who is in some way mentally unstable, dealing with some sort of trauma or something like that. And so the things that you're seeing are hallucinations. And that works pretty well in that game. You also see this sort of thing in the game Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem, where the main character can gradually lose sanity, and if it's low enough, they can hallucinate various kind of cool things. So the, the, the hallucination is a pretty acceptable way of creating an unreliable narrator in a game. It's not that your narrator, your, your character, is trying to fool you. It's that he's fooled himself and so is unable to distinguish what real actually is. While I think this is a pretty effective technique, it's kind of a one-trick pony, because 
it's really only useful for a situation where the main character is going crazy. And although there are a lot of great uh, narrative possibilities for an insane main character, it's still kind of restrictive in the sense that you can't really play much with the technique of unreliable narrator except to look into the, the main character's psyche. And so pretty much those two applications, the Silent Hill sort of thing where you're exploring a surreal world that in part at least is formed from the character's own demons, or the eternal darkness approach where you're evoking the scary nature of the events and the, un the way they unsettle your mind by giving you these hallucinations. After the break, I'm going to discuss some other ways in which we can use this unreliable narrator technique. So far, we've discussed the relatively simple condition where the narrator is unreliable because they're confused or crazy in some way. If you go beyond this, your experience gets a little more complicated. Because the, the, the player identifies with the character so strongly in most of these games, they're not going to react well to being tricked by their own avatar. So this is something that really isn't going to work very well unless you have a very strong main character. Um, an example of a game in which this can work real well is the game Lash by Paul O'Brien where you have a puppet that the main character is controlling who is being alternately disobedient and misleading as to what's going on. So that's a case in which there's a sufficient separation between the narrator and the player 
that you can use this sort of unreliable narrator technique. The difficulty, of course, is that, again, this is a bit of a one-trick pony. This technique really only works if you can maintain that a distinction between the player's persona and the narrator. And that means that it's going to lose credibility unless you're using a technique like you see in Lash, where you have a main character, a player character, who is not the one doing the actions on screen. Another example in interactive fiction is, of course, the game Spider and Web by Andrew Plotkin. That game has an unreliable narrator who's being unreliable not because he's trying to trick the player or, or the audience of the game, but because the first part of the gameplay is a narrative that is being told to an interrogator. The player character is misleading another character in the environment. That's another good technique, but again, it's going to be seen as cliche if it happens a few too many times. So, I guess what I'm saying is that there are a number of ways that people have managed to make this unreliable narrator technique work, but there's no real easy way to do it like there is in standard static fiction. In standard static fiction, there's that separation between the person who is reading the material and the, and the narrator, whereas in just about every piece of interactive entertainment, they're the same individual, or at least they identify very strongly with one another. Here's a circumstance in which I think that interactive fiction has a real advantage over uh, more video-based digital games. In video-based digital games, you are seeing something with a, a camera that is directly or indirectly controlled by your avatar. So even if you wanted to create a situation like the usual suspects where the protagonist is narrating a false history, you've still got the problem that if you're an avatar narrating this false history, are you having difficulty with the things you're fighting? Why isn't it really easy for you if you're constructing it on the fly? Is it, are the views that we're seeing, these imaginary views, it's, it's more, made more difficult by the fact that you're controlling someone who's in that scene. And, and even more difficult by the fact that you're seeing those things. So one thing that interactive fiction can do is that since it's, main method of communicating things to the player is through text, that text doesn't necessarily have to be written by the player character. So you can have the player character taking actions while having the narrator be another character. Um, for example, you could have it be a your standard second person narration. You do this, you do that, you see this but have the person that is communicating this to the player be unreliable either because of bias or because of lying to you or I suppose because they're crazy. Another thing that you can do is have the action that's taking place, the commands that the player is typing in the game, be real, but have the response be in the voice of the character but a creative interpretation. This, of course, presents the, the difficult thing that if you're not getting a reliable view of what's going on, 
how are you supposed to make these decisions that affect your character and so in a sense I think you take a certain amount of the players choice to affect the outcome of the events away from them which of course is one of the advantages of the unreliable narrator technique that the reader doesn't necessarily know quite what's going on it has to filter the content themselves to figure out what they want to believe and what they don't. One thing that I'd like to see more experimentation with is a breaking of the connection between player and player character. This is kind of tough to do in digital games or in interactive fiction because we're so used to a paradigm where you're directly controlling one character. But if you look at a game like Emily Short's Glass, which is one of the worked examples for Inform 7, you see a situation in which, yes, there is a player character. The main character of Glass is definitely being controlled. But when you issue a command, the player character isn't really doing much of consequence. It's really forming the conversation whenever you pick an additional topic and the conversation is happening between characters that the player doesn't control. I'd like to see this taken one step further and make it so that you can use some kind of verbs or command or troll scheme in a, in a more video based digital game to control the action that's going on without identifying yourself closely with the characters and therefore that would allow you to have more of a separation between narrator and player. One game that does this to a certain extent is The Space Under the Window by Andrew Plotkin, although when I played it I didn't feel like I had enough agency to affect what was going on. It seemed like there was too much of a separation between narrative and player so that when I was choosing commands to give they were merely suggestions and sometimes I it was unclear how they were connected with the story and I think that takes away even if the player is able to interact it takes away their perception of being able to interact in that situation so I'd like to see a, a happy medium where there is that separation between narrator and player but where it's clear what the player has to do to affect the situation. I'm not exactly sure how you would do that. Sounds like a tricky, uh, tricky challenge, but uh, I'm sure that I'll see it done eventually. So today I've talked about the unreliable narrator. Uh, it's a tricky thing to do because in most digital games we identify the narrator strongly with the player character strongly with the player and so without that separation it becomes difficult to have the narrator be unreliable without having the player feel cheated you can do it a bunch of different ways uh, insanity is the typical example of how it's used in digital games but hopefully I, I, I'd like to see some more exploration of the technique um, in more unique ways in digital games. Next week I'll be away on vacation and then heading off to Gen Con in Indianapolis to run a few role-playing games. So our next full episode 
will be the following week on August 19th, hopefully, and I'll be discussing variable player experience in games, how if a different player plays a game or a player plays a game repeatedly, they can have a different experience if interactive entertainment is set up properly, in my opinion. If you have any comments on this or would like to see the show notes with references to all the things that I've discussed today, you can go to ludusnovus.net. This podcast is offered under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 2.5 License. The music for this episode is Noat de Carnival by Code and is offered under the same license. I'm Gregory Weir, and I'll see you next time. This is a secret, no one to tell. I keep all my feathers inside of a shell. I let one by one out, one by one out. One or two spells inside of a shell.